Hello everyone, my name is Carmel Crinian and I'm here today with the beautiful Beck, who has um, graciously accepted to come on and share her story, uh, her healing journey, uh, which began with me about six years ago. And so we're just going to run through a little bit about where she was before and where she is now and what has changed in her life since. So welcome Beck. My pleasure. So um, let's just rewind the clock, and I think it's six years, is that right? Yeah, when you just said six years, I thought, oh gosh, has it really been that long? But that, that is, yep, it has been. It has been six years. Yeah, yeah. six years and two babies. <laughs> two more babies. Yes, two babies. <laughs> Six years and two babies later. Yeah, and um, look, you, you look radiant. I, I just always take my hat off to you and, um, you know, look at your Instagram and you just, you look so happy and so in love with life. And it's not that you haven't always, but, you know, I know a bit of your background and, um, and you, just, you just look so, so happy. So... Um, let's just go back to the moment leading up to where you came to see me. So I guess, first of all, um, how did you find me? How did you find um, me and why did you decide to come? Okay, my sister actually found you and I'm unsure how she did, but she called me after seeing you and was just saying I had the most incredible experience of my life and I need to talk to you about it. And I I was just living in my head at the time and um, dealing with a lot of anxiety and she was saying to me that she feels like it's opened her up to this new path and to be honest, I just fobbed it all off and went, oh, yeah, okay, good for you, um, that's great. And she said, no, 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 you've got to go see her. It will change your life. It took me a few months of her convincing me before I came to you, but she was she was right, just got on. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> so what were you what were, what did your life look like at that time and why did you feel like you know that would be be for you? What what was going on? Yeah sure. Um, I guess at the time I was still I had dealt with anxiety. I'm thirty oh gosh, thirty six now. Yeah. Turning thirty seven. Um, I've been dealing with severe anxiety since I was 22. Um, Panic attacks almost, or anxiety daily and panic attacks weekly. Um, I had tried medication, um, a psychologist, um, even more natural therapies like a naturopath and kinesiology. Um, And anyway, No, which is awesome because I was going to ask you that anyway. What had you tried before? Yeah. So you had been on a journey trying to deal with this anxiety that was pretty intense. I guess what my life looked like before seeing you was a lot of um, um, uh, um, no no patience for my children, um, just trying to get through the day and Honestly, it was just exhausting to try and get through a day of mothering and being a, a wife to my husband and, you know, being a friend to everyone. It felt exhausting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you were, you were overwhelmed with life and what was going on and, um, and you chose not to... Were you ever on any medication for your anxiety? I was. I was, I was on medication for at least three years of yeah, my life. Wow, and you chose then, you chose not to because of the effects of medication? Or you just didn't yeah, want to be the like? medication, um, it, I like to put it as though um, it doesn't make you feel any of those lows or any anxiety, um, but it also doesn't make you, allow you to feel any highs. Well, this is my experience anyway, and mm. I also am speaking for some of my friends who feel the same way. Um, but I guess, yeah, I, it gave, gave me a middle ground, but to me, that was nothing. And yes, it was great that it took away all the anxiety and the low points, but I really missed any of the highs that I experienced too, and I didn't like the numbness that it brought to me. Yeah. So that's why I chose to... I actually went on for one and a half years at two separate points, so I chose to get off it for that reason the first time and exactly the same reason the second time. Mm. I just liked experiencing the highs mm. um, that meditation wouldn't allow, yeah. Yeah, and I do recall that you said to me that your your pregnancies and the whole... That, that used to really raise your anxiety. You were very anxious when you were pregnant and with young babies? Yep, so before coming to see you, I already had two children and I don't have the best memories of their pregnancies just due to being um, so anxious. I, part of my anxiety was feeling unwell and thinking that I was going to throw up or be sick or not be able to care for my own children and, and this is what would go around in my head all day, every day. So um, I, my pregnancies would make me really sick and I had a I knew I wanted another baby but I had a huge fear of going through it all over again because that led me to go back on medication and the cycle continued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's not how you want to be when you're pregnant, is it? You, no, you want exactly. to enjoy it. Mind you, I wasn't, I wasn't on the medication pregnant but the, because it's such an exhausting roller coaster, I feel like once I gave birth, I kind of almost collapsed in a more of a heap because I tried to hold it together whilst growing this baby. Yeah. And I just become more overwhelmed, more exhausted than caring for two children. And then I thought, I, I have to go back on medication. I can't, I can't keep doing this. I yeah. can't keep trying yeah. to get through the days, just try, barely making it. Yeah, it was like you were in the pattern of fight, flight or freeze and just continually trying to see where you were and you didn't have any rest in between. Absolutely. And the biggest thing, I guess, um, is that I'm very good at hiding it as well. Mm. So nobody knew my struggles. Um, mm. I think I've said this to you before, but um, my life um, on an Instagram page looked absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. um, Wow, 
that's that's huge what a burden to carry this this responsibility to carry i should say that you sort of took on yourself and you didn't want to let anyone down you didn't want to let the the picture perfect life on the squares of instagram you wanted to keep that up exactly yeah sort of um, being inauthentic the way you're presenting your life because maybe there was a little bit of embarrassment or shame or guilt or you know just that self um, the self punishment I suppose of not living up to what you wanted your standards to be or your life to be yeah but exactly absolutely and mm. not nice and I know that your husband Dan is just you know so supportive of you and like you've said to me before you know sometimes he's just so damn perfect it's annoying <laughs> but yeah I yeah he's um he's an amazing support and has been forever for you and you know you guys have I can see you you've got a wonderful wonderful relationship and um and even that you know, the whole anxiety was taking its toll on your marriage as well, wasn't it, in, in certain ways? Not that you were approaching any, any, you know, crossroads or anything, but you didn't feel as though you could give what you wanted to in your marriage. Absolutely. I would get to the end of the day of just trying to make it through without being short-fused with the kids and because it took so much energy to just try and be calm and, and yeah. not stress over every situation, then he would get, I'd get to the end of the day, he'd come home and he'd want my time and after the kids go to bed, he'd want my time and I'd just be like, yeah. I've got nothing left to give. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were burnt, you were frazzled. Yeah. Yep. And then you, had, then you had that guilt about not having anything left to give because you wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah, I, rem exactly. I remember. Mm, yeah. And I remember that um, you were sort of worried more about, um, you know, I suppose that when, when it gets to that stage, you sort of think more about the physical act of sex than the intimacy surrounding sex. And therefore, sex becomes a chore, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, so therefore, you put it in the box, which happens in so many relationships, that when you know your husband's being romantic your partner whatever um and all of a sudden you you relegate that that thought 
and you almost become resentful that, you know, oh my God, have I just got to have sex again? Can we get it over with? I'm tired. And it all, all of the intimacy closes in and you box it up in this thing that becomes almost like an enemy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then you resent him even making one small move because you're just like, oh, I, I yeah. don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know what you want and no, I'm too tired. And so, I, yeah, um, I, I remember that. And we had one, one of our sessions, we, you know, we uncovered this as well. And, you know, I remember we, we did go into some ways that you could um, ease yourself and perhaps take the pressure away from any sort of end result. And I think that worked like magic for you, didn't it? Because you then approached it from a whole new angle and it took the actual act of sex completely out of the equation. And I remember that, that you know, you, you sort of found this connection with him that you hadn't probably seen in your uh, relationship for quite some time. I remember you coming to me one day and you're saying like, we felt like teenagers. We were talking and laughing. You remember that? Yeah. I do, yes. Yeah. yeah. It honestly did. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And that hasn't gone away. amazing I love that that yeah. you you know it, it wasn't that I found it for you it was already there all we did was open you know you you opened yourself up to it again through the healing modalities that we went through through the healing uh, in the session not that it's a modality that I do because I can't really you know put a name to it but and that's what we'll get into now and that is um, yeah did you feel an immediate change like after session number one how did you feel of the sessions and I'm the one who does it because you know I, I guess for me it's a modality that 
it's second nature to me, but it, it's only second nature to me because of the processes that it took for me to unfold this, this gift that I was born with that I didn't know that I had. So I went through my own years going through um, what you went through, but not exactly what you went through, my own, my own pain and the things that I had to release and the things that I had to let go of and walk away of and open up to and release and step into. So, um, yeah, the, the, the sessions having... Because, as you know, I, I perform sessions on myself. I do self-healings where it's like um, I, I lay on the table or sit in a chair and the, the healing energy that I use on others comes to me as well. So it's not as if I don't do the sessions on myself that I, I do to other people and um, it's, it's pretty incredible. So I know what you're saying because I've, I've experienced the same results as well. Um, but that's hard, you know, to, to tell people and which is why I'm, I'm so grateful for you coming on today. Um, I also yeah, remember... It's like a detox, I suppose. Sometimes you do feel those yes. those heavy symptoms before you realise, whoa, there must have been something heavy that needed shifting there before I was exactly. then, boom, went through the next door. And and that's that's what, um, yeah, that's what the sessions do. I, um, you know, from from all of my clients that I've ever seen, I feel like you, you just continue to go through more and more and more awakenings in your own life as you're ready for them. Absolutely, and you came just before you flew to Europe for that Christmas that time, and you were in a in a state <laughs> that day before because you were you were so worried about flying with the babies, the children, and and just the whole trip really about your your anxiety was yeah this was you know on a whole new level so you were being tested and you sort of went to a familiar place where you just thought, but this can't be, no way can this trip go well. And so tell us what happened then.
sleep and get through it and take something to help relax me. Um, but obviously with two young children, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't take anything. I, was, I had to look after them. So I had so much anxiety around that trip. And I remember coming to see, was it the day before or a few days before? Yeah, something like that. That's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it really it was, is. It yeah. Was, yeah. It, it, it's almost hard to believe at times when you're sitting in a moment where you've struggled with for so long and you no longer have those same emotions or feelings. And like I say to you, I, I just feel like it's almost cheating just having a healing session to get there. And, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I, Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I would never put down other modalities and other professions. Um, but I have been to counselling and, and, you know, other uh, forms of um, therapy, I guess, in the past. And the thing that I don't like is that you're constantly going over old ground and you never seem to get past too many hurdles and you go back. And some sessions you don't even look forward to when you're in that sort of therapy because you think... We're going to go back over the old stuff again. That's it, mm. exactly. And you would walk in and they would bring up your notes and they'd say, okay, so we were here. Um, how do you feel about that? Or how did you go? And you're thinking, oh, okay, mm. here we go again. We're yeah. talking about it again. But when I would come and see you, you, you knew that we discussed something and then we had a healing, so we shifted that. And I'd walk in the room. We didn't have to have anything... Um, any previous notes or anything it was just the conversation would start it would flow naturally as to where I was at that time and what I needed and again the healing session would you know complement what we just discussed exactly and I, I don't take notes with any of my clients in sessions for that reason you know I was guided long ago that we didn't need to write everything down because once you are through with that you know, and sometimes it may take a few sessions to get into the, the nuances of the layers of, you know, maybe this outcome where you are now is affected by something that is going to take a massive shift. It would be too hard on your body to do all in that one or two sessions. So therefore it's, you know, a little bit, then a bit more, and then the big gateway opens. And yeah, and Absolutely. you've experienced, yeah, you were at a place where you, you opened the, a big gateway that, you know, almost like, <laughs> I love the, the saying, a gateway to euphoria. And it was in, in many ways to you because your life, you know, you instantly had, uh, you took off the foggy glasses of your life and you could see clearly and you could see that there was no reason not to uh, live 
you know, without anxiety anymore, that it, it was okay and you didn't have to own this thing that you had on you. You wore like a, a cloak and it, it just weighed you down. This heavy cloak was lifted. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good way of looking at it. That's exactly what it was like. And to be honest, my life wasn't bad before. I thought that I was enjoying it. I thought that that's how I could get through. There was so many joyful moments and, you know, with these two young children and I thought that that was just how everybody had to live. If you had, if you had anxiety, you just got to cope, you just got to deal. Mm. Well, actually you don't and I've now realised that. But yes, at the time, I thought I was living a happy life. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't until after that I could now look back and realize how different I am now. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And and I do remember that because you um, you sort of through another friend of yours knew my daughter, and you know I I knew that because I was um, I I think I had seen that particular friend of yours either before maybe before as well. And um, so, yeah, I knew that you were this bubbly person and we had always been bubbly and bright and happy and, and gorgeous and hence the Instagram tiles, hence you wanting to, you know, sort of not let anyone know that there was anything wrong because you felt guilty, you felt bad, you wanted to keep it up, but you inside you felt, oh my God, I'm sort of living a lie on these tiles on my Insta page. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's not a bit... But, but, That's it. And isn't that funny? compared to what it was back then. It's just totally different. Absolutely. Yeah, totally different it realm. Absolutely is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And um, without healing sessions, I I don't know, oh, yeah, it, it wouldn't mm. feel this easy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's it, like you said, you know, you don't want to imagine, and it's hard to imagine. However, it's just so good, you know, that you, you, um, you acted. You acted on your intuition. 
when your sister said you should see her because you trusted and you you thought yep I'm willing to to try that especially coming from someone that you fully trusted mm. that's it exactly yeah. and um, the change was obvious in my sister enough for me to I mean after that initial, initial phone call from her I thought mm, okay yep good for you um, I don't I don't really believe in that kind of thing hmm. um, but then the proof was there and she was a lighter energy to be around and a happier person to be around so that's what convinced me more it wasn't her even telling me it was just the changes in herself look my mum always and she still to this day says to me talk is cheap and it really is the proof yeah. is in the 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 presence the the living of what's happened and it's it's the proof isn't it? the proof is in the pudding as they would say that's it exactly yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. yeah. what would you say to anyone who's on the fence about um, trying this healing because it's never wrong if you can't stop thinking about it it's meant for you go mm. take yeah. the leap because yeah I find that usually that that first instinct like you got when your sister said that you know your first instinct was probably yes and and then you still yeah. probably thought yeah I'll just sleep on it or whatever but it's that gut instinct, it's that intuitive hit, isn't it, that you always, I think, come back to. Definitely. And yeah. I remember getting off the phone from her and I couldn't stop thinking about the conversation. Mm. And, you know, I mm. actually, that's when things started, you yeah. know, digging mm. over as to, oh, you know, I kind of, I, I, I want to, I want to believe in this, I want to, mm. uh, because it sounds amazing. Mm. And, And I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to listen to that voice um, sooner than later when you get a strong feeling about something because then the reasoning comes in about why you shouldn't and that, that saboteur energy, the, the, when we sabot we've all got it in us, you know, we've all got a victim energy and a saboteur energy and a child and a prostitute energy where we, you know, give away too much of ourselves um and and sell our, our standards and everything so when we go too deeply into those sort of questioning what our intuition is and then going is it an intuition or is it my opinion or is it because i think that's when we need to be able to identify what's intuition and what is what isn't Absolutely. yeah that's and it. yeah and um it's that's it's a great tool that we've been given very true isn't it yeah and so now you're that's the way you operate yeah exactly. yeah that's yeah. right exactly well yeah good yeah. on you i'm so 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 happy for you congratulations for um you know for 
but taking taking responsibility at a time when you did and um yeah it's just so nice to see to watch your life unfold and you know we've only reconnected on on social media in the last little while really isn't it that's and just to watch you which is why i reached out and asked you if you'd like to to join me and um very very grateful that you did so thank you so much for being really open and sharing so much about your journey and your life appreciate it my pleasure. So um, have a wonderful day. I'm just going to sign off from the podcast now. So um, from our podcast, for the listeners on the podcast, if you would like to find out more, you can go to sanctumhealing.com or you can go to my Instagram or Facebook pages and I will include the links. Okay, until next time. Bye. Hello and welcome. I'm Carmel Crinian and this is my podcast where I will be talking about self-care. This is the third podcast in the series and today I'm going to take you through a little exercise. So you may want to grab a pen and paper and you may want to, when we get to that section, just uh, press pause for a moment. Uh, not very long and in-depth exercises, but you may just want to grab those things and have them handy. Okay, so hashtag self-care. The hashtag sensation buzzword that sparked the first step. Now it's time for the next step, and there's not a rose petal strewn candlelit bath in sight. It's time for soul care, or rather soul wake the fuck up. Baths with scented candles, massages, facials, manicures, new hairstyles, Buddha bowls, magical elixirs, meditation, a yoga retreat, all the things we've been taught about the movement, hashtag self-care, leaves out some crucial information. It's like sprinkling glitter, tying a bow around and hugging a big rock. It's not going to budge or change. It will still be a rock, unmoved, unchanged. It just hasn't touched beneath the surface because that's painful and confronting. Not to mention that hard, brittle surface of protection built up over a lifetime and more, not wanting to be smashed open. I mean, how confronting would that be? I've just been writing in my upcoming book about this very thing. Do you want to know the real way to self-love? It's knowing yourself intimately, knowing your voices intimately, knowing the identities of your every single word, every single action, every single response, every single thought. And it's going to take commitment on your part. But if you do the work, you'll raise the bar of your life exponentially. It's so simple, not easy though, because when is breaking an ingrained habit ever easy? Think addictions. But these are far more ingrained than addictions because they're not something we chose to do, then became addicted, then made a choice to give up, then became clean again. No, no, no. These are automated responses that we learned on a subconscious level from the moment we were born, perhaps before then. They're in our cellular memories, like the ones that tell us we have to eat and drink to stay alive. We don't even know we're doing them, but they are running our lives in ways that we think is normal. 
Think what you want versus what you have. And the difference lies in the automated patterns. When you think about a subject, you have an immediate reaction to it. Let's give it a go. What's your immediate reaction to the following words? You might want to grab that pen and paper now. I want the first one or two words that come to mind and no more than that. Ready? Sex. Wealth and money. Your job. Donald Trump. Coronavirus. War. Masturbation. Food. How did you go? Did you want to make statements and sentences, arguments and conversations out of them? That's your indication to pre-programmed subconscious responses. Ones that have been programmed into your being. Automatic responses, reactionary responses. And how do those words make you feel? Do they serve you? Do they leave room to allow you to explore life more? Or do they keep you in a state of the emotion that came up around them, limiting your life experience? This is exactly what I'm working with now with all my new and returning clients, and it's so enlightening. The language you use, both words and body language, and how it affects your life, how it is robbing you of the life that you dream of even if you don't know it, especially if you don't know it. You might be thinking, mm, I don't think I have a problem with my subconscious thoughts, but that right there is your defense mechanism kicking in with its automated pre-programmed response. It's a lot to explore and it's truly the most incredible results producing work there is. And when it's used in conjunction with my healing, well, it's life changing. It's time to talk to those voices and hold them accountable by letting them speak openly without letting them run the show. And then listening to the voices that lie within the very vibration that those ones are in. Learning to access these unbelievably empowered voices. The yin and the yang are inseparable, yet we become conflicted and give power to the one that we feed the most, the one embedded in our structure. We become imbalanced. In my next podcast, I'll explain further exactly the voices that I'm talking about, which will be the very beginning and most basic place to begin this journey. I will offer you an in-depth way to permanently turn those voices around in very practical ways via working with me in a way to suit your requirements in every way, even if you think you can't afford to work privately with me. And just a hint, this is also an ingrained values program telling you what you can and can't afford based on past experiences, good or bad, what you value, what is and isn't worth your investment of time, energy or money. For a limited time, I'm offering personalised and time-sensitive channeled healing recorded for you upon your request. All you have to do is fill in the application in the link that I will attach, where you will find details of how you will receive this. There is a brand new service and I am offering the first week, people who apply in the first week, a half price session. It's normally $100 and that's the introductory price for the session. And now for the first week, I'm offering 50% off. So that's $50. So if you don't see the link, just contact me at contact at sanctumhealing.com 
or just DM me on one of my social media pages, Facebook or Instagram. If there has ever been a time for changing old habits, it's now. That's what I've been doing during isolation, going deeper than ever into my habituated patterns, and wow, it's amazing just where it takes you. And more so, what's on the other side of that limited perspective once you start to explore it. Big ISO hugs and much love. Until next time, mwah.